Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. Today's message is don't withdraw your heart from people. On our website, ignitinghope.com, we've got 25 declarations for leaders and influencers are actually their 25 beliefs to work out. And one of them is the belief of staying relational. I'm going to stay relational and I am a relational person. And the declaration that we have with that is I do not withdraw my heart from people who disappoint me or I hear negative information about. And I don't know about you, but that's something that through the years that I, I've, I've needed to work on because my heart connection with people is so crucial, but I, I would have somebody who disappointed me or uh, I felt like uh, there weren't fulfilling responsibilities in the way, and I guess it's all under the umbrella of disappointment. And inwardly, even if I was smiling on the outside, I would withdraw my heart, distance myself from them in a, in a disapproval. It's really the, the elder brother mindset and the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, where you've got the three characters in there, the prodigal, the father, and the elder brother. And when the prodigal came back, the elder brother uh, he had already withdrawn his heart from his father uh, through perceived disappointment. He had withdrawn his heart uh, from his brother through judgment in feeling like he was superior uh, to him. And, and he comes back and he, uh, his withdrawn heart causes him to uh, just not even participate uh, in uh, the celebration of the son, and he was self-justified, and it's a mess. It's a mess. The, the default, by the way, of the elder brother mindset is to first see what's wrong with a person or place, and the default of the father mindset is to first see what's right with a person or place. And we know we're moving towards being a father and a mother that God can trust with his people by what is our default? What are we looking for in relationships? And I believe that the father and mother mindset, by the way, the father mindset is a, it can be a female or male. It's, it's, an, it's a heart that they're first looking for what's right. And they're, they're wanting to see that. But it's this, it's withdrawing our heart. And I know in my, my own experience that that is a tendency that is very common. I've seen it in me. I've seen it in, in others. We can be smiling on the outside, and, but inwardly, we're disappointed. Inwardly, we're judgmental. Inwardly, we're offended. And it's a problem. Where we're going, we can't take that with us. And I believe just being self-aware of it as I, as I was preparing for this podcast, I was just sensing 
that 2024 is a year of going after relationships. It's a year of of strengthening our relational skills. And those relational skills start first in the heart. It's 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. And, you know, it says all these great things that we can do, but if we have not love, it profits nothing. And it's relational. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love hopes all things. Love believes all things. And that list, it's not easily provoked. It's not easily offendable. And if, if we give way to having the tendency of withdrawing our heart, and let me just say this, first of all, just because we don't withdraw our hearts, it doesn't mean we don't have boundaries in relationship. There's difference between boundaries and walls. A wall is self-protective where... We're just, and we're trying to send a message to people that they're the problem. But, but what happens when we, when we withdraw our heart and we have these walls, we give our power away. We give our power to other people. They become the leader. We become a victim of them. But when we have wall boundaries, then that's just... Uh, not a mechanism to just distance ourselves from people, but it, it, it is intentional relational skill sets that we've developed that help people in our lives to rise up. It's going to increase the likelihood of people in our lives to, to rise up to what they're what they're going to be because we're going to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. It's really keeping our beliefs on. Danny Silk, you know, just um, such a great minister on relationships, uh, loving on purpose and, and keeping your love on. He's, he's known for that. And I, have such a heart to keep our beliefs on. One of the greatest things that leaders do is believe in the people that they lead. And they're intentional about it. They understand. And it's really tied to hope. I was, when I heard the Francis Frangipan quote that every area of our lives that doesn't glisten with hope means we're believing a lie. And that area is a stronghold of the devil in our lives. I didn't, I didn't realize at first how much that was going to come into play in my relationships. Certainly, I can look at my own life and I can say, wow, I don't, I don't glisten in hope and in how I do that or in that uh, you know, particular habit or whatever. I can, I can identify that or about my finances or about my you know, skills but when it comes to relationships, and this was a, a turning point in me when I said, okay, if I don't have glistening hope about a person in my life, then I'm believing a lie. <laughs> That's a game changer. It's a game changer. And again, I didn't really want to, I didn't want to face that because I, I realized that I believe that if I had hope for people 
that who had issues and who were scary and and that then that I would become gullible, that I would uh, not deal with issues and uh, I would would be walked all over and but but all of that was just based on on lies, based on lies and it's very difficult to influence people we don't have hope for. But Wendy and I felt like the Lord said, never counsel anybody you don't have hope for. And so who we believe we're talking to, who is going to determine the level of empowerment in our words. If we think we're talking to great people, our our words are going to be full of power. If we think we're talking to people who just flat out don't want to do it right, then our words are going to be disempowering. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So this inward attitude of, okay, and in all kinds of relationships, we, we have disappointments. We have disappointment with our spouse, our fa other family members. We have disappointment with leaders over us. We, we have disappointment with people we're leading. We have, we have disappointment with neighbors. We, we have disappointment with, with friends. And the list, the list goes on. When we get a vision and we begin to understand at a deeper level that what's happening in us is more important than what's happening through us. And what's happening in us and uh, that our response to something is almost always more important than the something. And we relate that into relationships and we relate that into how we think about people. You see, mothers and fathers in the spirit who have matured and have broken free of the elder brother mindset, they do not withdraw their heart as much or, or as much as people who aren't mothers and fathers. I'm not saying we never do that. So my purpose in this podcast is because I, Igniting Hope Ministries we have a heart to create healthy relationships. My whole book, Culture of Empowerment, that I wrote with my brother, Dr. Phil Backlund, and Melissa DeMont, and, and then our business and organizational version that Dr. Phil and I, Dr. Phil, that's good. <laughs> He's the other Dr. Phil. It's really about healthy <clears throat> relationships, empowerment, the purpose of leadership is to build big people. And this truth that I'm giving you in this podcast about not withdrawing our heart from people who disappoint us or we hear negative information about is one of these subtle truths that I believe is, is either going to keep us kind of landlocked in, in our empowerment of others, or we're going to get, we're going to get launched. So I want to ask you this, let's begin to wrap this up. How, how, how do you do in this area? What is your tendency? How much do you just dwell on 
the perceived faults of others and, and use that as a justification for uh, being offended, being angry, uh, being maybe even gossiping and talking about people. How much? How much are you overcoming this? I know many, many of you, you've, you've overcome so much of this and, and, and your reflex is, is no, no, I'm going to lean into relationships. And, and here, here's just a, a few uh, tips, so to speak, on how to increase the likelihood that you will not withdraw your heart from people who disappoint you or hear negative information. One is when you're tempted to inwardly criticize people, uh, immediately turn that to prayer. Immediately. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing them. Thank you for strengthening them. Thank you that um, you, you know their hearts. Secondly, don't judge people's motives. We don't know what people's motives are. It's a, it's a dangerous, slippery slope when we think we know why people do what, what they do. Thirdly, um, be thankful and appreciative. Keep the thanksgiving on. Keep appreciating people for what they're doing right. To keep uh, that, because that's, that's a, a key to heart connection. And then in four, keep verbalizing as much as possible in relationships, verbalizing, and this is tied into the last one, what you appreciate about them. Stay connected. I remember, you know, pastoring, uh, and, and there would be situations where people maybe didn't even like me or they struggled with me or they just disappointed. The, the Lord would just say, you know, greet them warmly, be interested in them, stay interested in their lives, stay connected, Take the high road in relationships because, Steve, you're in training. Not only are you going to bless these relationships, but you're in training of how to do relationships in a healthy way and to be a catalyst to break off the dysfunction that's in so many relational situations. And what I'm talking about here is so important in a society that uh, just as angry at the opposite side and angry at people who don't think like them and labeling. And uh, this is a healing thing. And this message, as we apply it, it's going to be part of the answer to break down the dividing walls between people. And we will be the solution. So this belief, this hard attitude of staying relational. I will not withdraw my heart from those who disappoint me or that I hear negative information about. What a powerful belief. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this. I bless your relationships. I bless how you think about people and just celebrate progress, not perfection. If you're, if you're struggling, just, just keep celebrating. The Lord's going to have you be an incredible walker. You may be, you know, trying to walk in this and like a toddler falling down, but you're going you're gonna to get it. Hey, January 15th, if you're listening to this podcast as it was released, January 15th, I am starting again 
my four-month online mentoring using the eight pillars of leadership that I emphasize and teach. Uh, it's going to be one to two to three hours a week, depending on how deeply you want to go into it for our foundational version of the eight pillars of which are inspiring and leading yourself, transformational beliefs, intentionality, uh, healthy relationships with this this whole message is is really under that umbrella. Speaking life, taking control of the words you speak, uh, faith-filled decision-making, culture of gladness, and uh, empowerment, building big people. And I've got an advanced version or an advanced level that I'm doing as well, and it's about uh, building and leading teams. I'll be with Connie Jones, great leader, uh, our associate director of Igniting Hope Ministries. She's going to be with me, and we're going to have some powerful content on how to build and lead teams, and we're going to give some assignments, so like developing your onboarding process, your communication uh, plan within your ministry, uh, which get, giving feedback, empowerment, per, growing together as a team, and more. And it's really going to be good. And those who want extra mentoring, Connie's going to be able to, she's got some powerful things. She's a John Maxwell certified leader, and she is just really, really, really good. And so that's starting January 15th. You can find out about that at IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. And then we're starting February 14th, we're going to be doing our annual 40-day positivity feast and negativity fast that we're doing for Lent leading up to uh, just a Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. We've got just different levels of that. The, most people take the free level where you get an email every day for a, a lie to fast and a truth to feast on. It's really, really good. We've got it in English, have it in Mandarin, Chinese, uh, German, Spanish, trying to get it into Portuguese as well. That's coming up. And then starting in April, right after that, we're going to be doing our five-month, our most powerful content on the renewing of the mind Starting in April, our five-month transformational mind renewal course with the five steps of radical mind renewal. If you want to dive deep into uh, this teaching that we have on mind renewal, because listen, uh, we Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that takes all limits off our lives because there's no limit to how much we can renew our mind, so there's no limit to how much we can be transformed. So that's going to be happening beginning in April. Uh, we don't have that live to be able to uh, sign up for that yet, but that's coming up. If you have any questions of what's going on at Igniting Hope Ministries, you can go to info, email us at info at ignitinghope.com and ask about any of these. If you can't afford something we're doing, let us know. Tell us what you can do, and we love for you. Uh, to be a part. I'm going to be in uh, Fife, Washington at the end of January and in Seattle, Washington 
that's going to be on our website, ignitinghope.com. You can find our itinerary, St. Charles, Illinois, near Chicago in February. It will be in uh, Carmel, Indiana, near Indianapolis in March. Uh, we'll be in Wichita, Kansas in April, as well as the Dove Conference, Leader Conference in Pennsylvania in also in April, Atlanta, Georgia, Salem, Oregon in May. And I might be forgetting a place or two. I'll, I'll make sure next time if I have to mention. And then in uh, June, I'll be in San Diego. Well, I love it when people come up and say, hey, I'm a podcast listener. I just had some people do that in uh, Caldwell, Idaho, where I was just at at Valley Church there. And what a great church family that is. Hey, Steve Backlin here. And we are here to ignite your hope at Igniting Hope Ministries, Wendy and I and our team. And we we just bless you. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get through hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and we have the power to help make it so. Increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. Our hope level determines our influence level, and he who has the most hope has the most influence. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. A merry heart is good like medicine. And really, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. <laughs> you know what I've noticed? There's really never a convenient time to be radically joyful. And one of the most powerful questions we can ever ask ourselves is, why am I not radically joyful now? Because if we press in, and I see some of you just pressing in, taking some time with the Lord on that. It's time, others of you, that it's not the time to do that. But it, listen, when you press into that question, you're gonna, you'll, you'll figure out why joy is one-third of the kingdom because you're going to need to upgrade your identity beliefs, your, your concept of Father God, uh, your, the, the need to upgrade how you do relationships and think about people and priorities in life. Wow, wow. And, you know, there's two key things I love to share with people about how to increase our joy because we don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. And the two ways that I love to share is one is thanksgiving. Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a gateway to many things, including joy. Because once we focus more on what we do have rather than what we don't have, focus more on what is happening rather than focusing on what we perceive as not happening, it's a gate to joy. And then also, uh, we stir up joy by delighting in the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. Wow. We just delight. Woo Lord, I, I, I can't wait to see how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. I'm so excited to see what you're going to do 
in this season. And it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And note the delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires. Things that he or she wants to see happen that haven't happened yet called desires. <laughs> you know, prayers haven't been answered yet. Promises haven't been realized yet. Difficulties that the person wants to see eliminated, but the delighter is delighting. And the delighting is the key. Because the delighting in the Lord is really a reflection of soul prosperity. And it, it really indicates that we are ready to be able to handle and steward well the blessings that come, the desires that are realized. Because the delighter isn't waiting to enjoy life and to be happy. The delighter is delighting in the current situation and is, is, is living now. People uh, who have hope are, are living while they're waiting. People without hope are, are waiting to live. They're waiting for certain desires to be realized before they can fully live. But when we live now, we will live while we're waiting. And we, we say, I'll thrive no matter what happens. It is actually an indicator we're ready for the breakthrough and that we're ready for the new wine because our wineskin is healthy and strong. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. Taking a little extra time, so I'm going to sign off here. Uh, thank you for those who've encouraged us. If you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody about it? If you want to become a vision partner and, and so um, regularly into Igniting Hope, you can find out about that on our website, ignitinghope.com. You want to sign up for our newsletter so you receive the Monday blog and uh, announcements about new courses, where we're traveling. Yeah, sign up for our newsletter, ignitinghope.com on that. You can find our courses, our negativity fast info on our website, ignitinghopeacademy.com. All right, we love you. Praying for you. Looking forward to being with you again on another podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.